Hello. Hello, Scott. This is your ticket rep uh, calling you from the Minnesota Timberwolves about the 2019-2020 Timberwolves season. It's right around the corner, and, uh, well, we just need to know if uh, you're interested in a ticket package for this season. Oh, I might be. I, I heard we were making some moves this summer. Did we get anyone exciting? Scott, there were so many moves this summer. We added exciting players left and right. Have you heard about Noah Vonley? Can't say that I have. How about Jake Lehman? Who? Travion Graham? Huh? Tyrone Wallace? Tyrone who now? Uh, how about Shabazz Napier? Oh, Shabazz is back? No, 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 no. Different guy. Baz, not Boz. Oh. Well, maybe I'll just pick up some Lynx tickets instead. I love watching Maya Moore, Lindsay Whalen, and Rebecca Brunson. Uh... Welcome to episode 113 of Wolves Cast, the underhanded free throw of Timberwolves podcasts. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Canyon Berry is shooting those underhand free throws. Ooh, what a name, Canyon Berry! It sounds like uh, you know where you, it sounds like a description of where you can find some fauna. You know, <laughs> to go into the canyon, get some berries, and that would be like a good name for like uh, you know a, a fancy yogurt company, and they want to make their yogurt sound better. It's yeah. like Canyon Berry flavor. Yeah, it's wild produce. Right, it's growing out there in the wild. Shooting free throws, too. Uh, we're back, everybody. Welcome back to Wolf's Cast. Um, some things have happened. We said we that we would be it. back if anything exciting happened, and nothing we're exciting happened, back. so we came back anyway. We're still back. Regardless. A lot of less exciting things happened. So many less exciting things happened, we couldn't put it off anymore. Yeah, it was the it's the, it's the Plan B summer, it feels like, right here for the for the Timberwolves. And, uh, but you know what? There's still roster moves. There's still you know some shuffling of the deck. Uh, here, so uh, we're we're gonna talk about it all. You know, we're gonna we're gonna get into the draft. Uh, we're gonna get into free agency. Um, you know, we have worried, not worried. Weekly Wolfies, a game. It's a normal episode of Wolf's Cast. Only it's the middle of July. We should really start figuring out like a uh, play in the arms of an angel, like a, a farewell memorial segment to the Timberwolves who have left us. Yeah, we gotta think sad. about that because we don't have anything planned to say goodbye. To the wolves who have left us today, because there's a lot of them. Dar- we, I mean, we talked a little bit. No, we didn't even get to talk about Dario. We didn't did talk we? about Dario. We no. didn't talk about Dario. Yeah. We didn't talk about Taj leaving. We didn't talk about Tyus leaving. So there's so many departures, and yeah, that we we um, obviously will uh, you know we'll rattle off some some sound drops. You know, that's kind of our that's yeah, our that's farewell true. is doing the sound drops. Retire the sound drops by playing them one more but time. It would be nice to have like a ballad underneath them. You know what I mean? That they kind of get played over. But you know, we we don't have that right now. That, that's for the future. That's for that's for next summer. Yeah, it's for the <laughs> the next summer stuff. So we're not going to be focusing on saying goodbye. We're going to be focusing on saying hello today. Mm-hmm. Lots of uh, fresh faces, for the most uh, part. Yeah. And it's time that we learn a little bit about them. Yeah, so we have uh, our whole show is kind of a recap, you know. So it's it's uh, right off to the the full court press. Here's the tip. All right, this is going to go down chronologically. So you know, there's been some some important things, some maybe less important things of this summer, but we're doing it chronological, no matter what, because that's kind of how it's important, right? Like that's how that's how it went down, and that's kind of how they had to make their decisions is based on like what happened before. So that's how we're going to roll too, and we're going to start with the draft. And the draft was quite exciting. Our last podcast was recorded like a day before it or something, like right before it. Yeah, we talked about how we expected them to stay at 11 and get like a forward, tweener kind of type, someone who could play small and power forward, probably someone who is like 6'8", you know, and we were talking about uh, Ri Hachimura, yep. Seiko. Brandon Clark. Yep, Seiko Domboya. Yeah, Nasir Little in the mix, uh, all these guys. But I was looking through our notes, and it did say if we moved up, that you know Garland and Kobe White, yep. you know, were like the two that we were thinking the, the team would be looking at. And I think that it made me look like a fool no. on our <laughs> NPR Slack sub channel for basketball talk. <laughs> wow! Because someone posted the news, uh, you know, Timberwolves trade number eleven pick and Dario to move up to six in the draft, and I said, oh. I, I commented so like I am the you know source of the Timberwolves wisdom uh-huh, in this uh-huh, channel. A uh-huh. lot of fans from other teams. You're the sage. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be Garland or White. Done. They got one of those guys. It's going to be up. one of those two. And yeah. then, man, what a curveball! None of us were expecting it. Uh, I think it surprised everyone on Twitter too, honestly, because um, we weren't expecting Jarrett Culver. Actually, when they drafted him, it was that quick. Like, oh, I didn't study up on this guy. I know nothing about this guy. 
Yeah, I mean, he was in that zone of, yeah, higher than the Wolves had at 11, right? He was, you know, mocked basically like between four and eight. So it was like, okay, we probably aren't going to draft there. And even if we are going to draft there, we're going to get a point guard, right? Like, so he was totally a blind spot in in sort of a way for us. Yeah. And so uh, in one hand, that's weird because, you know, we'll talk about point guard position all throughout this uh, podcast today. Um, but one, it was just like weird because we thought we needed that. Um, I felt encouraged when they took him because uh, if they wanted him so bad that they were like, you know what? Conventional wisdom says we should do this, but I want to get this guy because he's our guy. That gives me a little bit of confidence that they had him on their you know, their whiteboard or whatever you want to call it, their draft board. They had him up there above white, obviously. Um, so that gave me a little confidence. But you, Neil, I read on Twitter from the Wolfscast account, you were very dismayed by this. Yeah, I was a little turned off by, by by the pick and specifically moving up to get Culver. Uh yeah, I, and again, let's 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 let it be known. Uh, I don't watch college basketball. I don't uh, I don't know any of these guys very well, but in the sort of cramming and, you know, listening to other people I respect on the issue, Culver just didn't seem to be worth moving up for. Now, I hope he turns out great and I think he has potential to be um, a starting level player, but I don't think it was worth moving up to 6 to get him. Now, Gerson Rosas has other ideas. Apparently, he had Garland and Culver in the same kind of tier and he if you believe what they say, they, they moved up to get one of them. And whoever fell to them at, at six, they were going to get. And it was going to be one of the two of them, and that was going to be fine. So they're high on Culver. They're high on what he can do um, as a two-way player. Um, I just uh, I think they could have got a similar player at 11 and then maybe done something else with, with Dario. So I, I, I'm just that's kind of my point. I, I don't necessarily pretend to know that Culver's a bust or something like that. But yeah, I think, uh, you know, Jared Culver, he seems to have the skill set that kind of reminds me a little bit of Okogi a little bit, you know, as, as someone who I think you can count on their defense at this point, definitely more than their offense. I think the shot is something that still is going to need to come around a little bit for Culver. Seems like he might be a little bit more of an advance as a playmaker than where Okogi was at this time last year. So I'm excited about him, um, yeah, but I think I, I'm just, think, yeah, I'm just thinking of it as the, as the um, asset, you know what I mean? Like sure. give it up too much to get him maybe. Yeah, and I wonder too, did we give up too much to get him? Maybe in hindsight now, giving up Dario for him seems like it was a lot. But if we had, you know, gotten D'Angelo Russell, which we'll talk about, we would have had to clear cap space. Yeah. And maybe moving Dario is step one in the D'Angelo Russell plan to free up space. That makes a lot space. of sense. It was like a precursor to that. Yeah. So, although the 11th pick would have had a smaller cap hit than yep. the sixth pick. Would. Yes. Yeah, really. So you're paying a little bit more. But yeah, Culver's in the mix now. I mean, um, so I mean, and and Culver, I think, kind of kicked off this idea of what the summer was going to be, and a little bit about how the Wolves were going to play this year. A bunch of guys that we don't know their names, and uh, we don't know the intentions. Unheard, the front office. unheard of guys <laughs> who can, but unheard of guys who can guard multiple positions, you know, and kind yeah. of be switchy and be long and all those things. And you know, that's something that it seems like the Wolves are going to try to play with this year. It's going to be a point guard and Towns and three other, you know, guys who can sort of be between two and four on the floor. You know, so that's going to be interesting. And I think like, you know, again, there's a bunch of names we're going to get to here. But Jared Culver, I think, kind of is their hope for like the main guy in a few years for that idea of like super switchable wing guy who can just guard all these positions and, you know, be kind of a jack of all trades, no weaknesses, you know, um, type of thing. So it it might not be what people want. You know, yeah. wanted the team to be built around, but yeah. there are people in the United States who have driver's licenses who have never seen the Timberwolves be a top fifteen team in the league on defense. <laughs> so it yeah. might it might be fun to have a defensive identity for once. Maybe we're end up you know looking a little bit more like those grit and grind Grizzlies. Uh, you know, holding teams under hundred. Maybe we're not the best shooters or anything, but we score enough ugly buckets. You know, in the paint. Yeah. To just squeak by with our defense, and I wouldn't mind that. I like that. Yeah, grit and I grind, love those little Grammy. Yeah, the Grammy team there. Yeah, we certainly have some uh, some guys coming in who can uh, you know have that kind of skill set. Um, anything else on Culver Scott you wanted to say? Um, once again, we just rely on the opinions of others a lot of times with college basketball players, and he seems he was highly regarded. A lot of people had him in the top five in their draft boards, so I don't think it's necessarily you know anything to worry about. I'm, I'm optimistic. And, oh, one other small thing: I think the Wolves are like bringing in one of his coaches. You see this? Like, I think one of his coaches at Texas Tech is going to be like a trainer with the Wolves now. Okay, you know, so it's like I don't know. If it, I don't think it's the head coach, but like someone who he's worked with the last couple of years is going to like basically follow him here and continue to work. So, and a lot that's, of people—that's some LeBron James stuff. Yeah, bringing your own guys, yes, bringing your own guys, and a lot of people like 
Culver point to his progression from his freshman year to his sophomore year and like the strides he took. So that's a good thing, you know, for people who are optimistic about Culver is that, hey, he's got this guy he's worked with to get better coming over the Wolves. Okay, so the next guy the Wolves drafted um, is more on the offensive side of things. Uh, Jalen Noel uh, from the University of Washington, second round pick, pick number 43 for the Wolves. He's 6'4", he's got a 6'7 wingspan, shooting guard, 20 years old, mostly just known as a straight up shooter, long range bomber. Pac-12 Player of the Year uh, last year, Jalen Noel. So I think, I don't know, I think he'll probably make the team. I don't know, the Wolves have, again, lots of like shooting guards, you know, wings, shooting guards, threes, that kind of stuff. So I don't know if the second round pick, I mean, worst case scenario, he's probably in Iowa or something like that. But, you know, Jalen Noel, um, I think he's also missing summer league. Is that right? Both him and, that's another thing we should say about Culver is, you know, due to the strange rules in the WNBA, or sorry, in the NBA uh, about, you know, when When you can draft someone. I mean, trade someone. When you can announce, yeah, all the stuff that happened, you know, Jared Culver couldn't be announced as actually drafted by the Wolves until like right before summer league. And then he didn't, um, you know, didn't really have time to practice with the team or work out with the team. So they held him back from summer league activities. So I think the same is happening with um, Jalen as well. So not, not, we don't get to see these guys play. That's the problem. It's a bummer. I don't put a lot of stock into the summer league. I like watching baseball in the summer. So I only watch some highlights. So it's not, not the end of the world for me personally, Neil. Yeah. What else do you think about Jalen Noel though? You know, uh, I think he's got a great-looking haircut, and uh, he looks sharp out there. I And it's nice to get a shooter. I think he could potentially be, uh, you know, it's great to get a, a Pac-12 player of the year with the 43rd pick in the draft because you don't have to pay him anything. So if he turns out to be something good, that could be some cheap talent. Um, like you said, I, I expect him to probably be in Iowa for a, large portions of the year, but I think it was a uh, well-regarded pick in that range. He's hitting up. Okay, the draft is wrapped, and uh, the summer continued on. Uh, what is it? Uh, June 30th, right? June 30th, the opening night of uh, free agency and the fireworks. Wow, they went off. Uh, so unrestricted free agency is the next topic here. And, uh, well, the Wolves, uh, you know, they they had targeted one guy, one guy at the top, right? One star that they were looking at who is a uh, uh, you know, free agent, and uh, this is a player that they – they hoped they could get Carl and Anthony Towns, by all accounts, in on the recruiting on his good friend, D'Angelo Russell. But uh, Russell kind of, uh, you know, last minute, some things happened uh, with the Warriors, and they offered him a, a big deal, uh, full max, uh, four-year max for D'Angelo Russell. So he is off to Golden State, breaking the hearts of Timberwolves fans everywhere who's hoping that this would be the guy. It wasn't fun. Uh, the moment I was in Portland for a wedding, Sitting at a Japanese restaurant when I saw it on the TV screen. Breaking Golden State acquires D'Angelo Russell. And it's like, oh, man. Especially all day, you know. Yeah, that's how it felt. Especially all day. NBA free agency, super fun day. I was on Twitter all day with my friends, enjoying all the action, texting each other excitedly. And, of course, you see the updates. Uh, Hearing that D'Angelo Russell to the Timberwolves is a done deal. So many tweets like that. It's a done a deal. Strong interest. Yeah, exactly. And, and some people said it's uh, all you know, all about the paperwork at this point. It's just a formality. It seemed like it was really going to happen, which is the first time I really entertained it because I was like, nah, that's not going to happen. Come on. And then the day of was the first time I saw the reports come in like, yeah, it's actually going to happen. I was like, wow, how cool. And just as I was starting to finally let that possibility into my heart, <laughs> I was sitting there with my sushi and I saw it on the TV screen. I was like, oh, man. I should know better. And I texted you and I texted Robert with an H, our other co-host. And I said, well, at least we're not Knicks fans. <laughs> yeah, they, they really blew it. But yeah, we got a little taste of what that might be like. Yeah, at uh, least we didn't trade away our best player to open up cap space for someone who's not coming. <laughs> but still, remember that. Remember that, Knicks, yeah. uh, Timberwolves fans. At yeah, least we're not Knicks fans. I mean, they're in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. So at least they can make the playoffs any season they want to, I guess. <laughs> but. but yeah, it was weird to see... You know, all the newsmakers, all the newsbreakers were reporting that it was is very close for the Wolves, you know, because you don't see that a lot in free agency of like the sort of like it's this team and then it doesn't happen. Usually that, you know, all those signs end up being true, you know, in a lot of these situations. Like, right. Like uh, Kemba Walker, like, oh, the Celtics thing. Like it was never any, there was never really any other team, maybe a little bit of Dallas talk, but it was like it kind of became known Celtics, that's what it's going to be. And it just seems like that's how that works, right? The, again, the, with all the tampering stuff, all these things allegedly get decided at the combine a week earlier. So they have the ideas of who these guys are going to go to. And, and when no- it gets reported it's the Wolves and it doesn't happen, it's like, ah. 
It's Especially because it's not like we saw any reports about Golden State and Russell. Yeah, exactly. There that were zero nothing. reports. That and so, nothing. like, usually, you know, when something happens, you start hearing information trickle out, and then you're gonna somebody will come in with a contrary report. And so by the time something actually happens, you've heard the rumors on Twitter for at least an hour or two. And we were checking all day. I mean, I, I went no longer than maybe 10 minutes all day without refreshing my Twitter feed that day. That's right. Felt like, and there was nothing about Russell to the Warriors until, like, five minutes before it happened. Yeah, and, and overall, my thoughts about Russell are it, it, it's more about the idea that how fun it would have been and the fact that we were in the news about getting, the, you know, a big name guy. Um, as far as Russell goes, uh, you know, I he's he, he's fine. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. think I just don't think he's a sure thing. Sure, he made the all star team as an injury replacement this last year, had a career year, great year in Brooklyn last year. Yeah, but he also is just. You know, he had every opportunity at his hands there and, and is such a volume guy, you know. And, and so I don't know about the fit with Towns and really what the ceiling would be of a Towns-Russell, you know, team in, in three years or something like that. You know, can they could that be a title team? You know, I, I don't know. I, I think you need lots of other guys in that situation, obviously. But so it's not like Russell was some magic you know potion that was going to turn this team into you know into a home court advantage playoff team next year it was going to be hard anyway and i don't know if you want to be paying russell a max deal here in a couple years so uh, it's not about necessarily russell in a vacuum it was just more of this idea of like rosas has turned this around and then we're automatically getting stars in here and stuff to me that is more i think what i'm feeling and more i think overall what timberwolves fans are feeling too yeah, it would be interesting to see how different the conversation would be if he wasn't an all-star injury yeah. replacement. Yeah. Because then he yeah. would just be a, a no-time no all-star, but a promising young guy. Just a number two overall pick. Right. And so I think there would still, the people who watch you know the games would still know the, the kind of season that he had last year where he really did have a breakout season. Mm-hmm. But I think that it wouldn't be everyone being like, oh, we could have had two all-stars on our team. Yeah, like that really. kind of thing. Because yeah. <laughs> I do think the best, the two best things about Russell being on the team were one, his age, yep. where he could, yep. he could grow with cat theoretically and uh two and once again age being such an attractive thing that's why i've been saying guys wiggins contract isn't the worst because you (laughs) could fool somebody on that age somebody could look at him and be like well he's still pretty young yeah the chris paul russell westbrook john wall kind of talks this week have kind of put that into focus right exactly some of these guys are 30 (laughs) right yeah you're gonna pay a 36 year old chris paul 44 million dollars okay see we'll see yeah um and then the other aspect is just that he's friends with towns sure because we're always worried about guys you know wanting to go play with their friends elsewhere and so it seems logical that the only way we're going to keep towns long term is to get his friends to come here you know it's like the d wade got his friends to come to miami and so the other franchises are like come on chris bosh you're not the good enough friend to get lebron d wade to come up to toronto you know and so you're just hoping that you have the you have the friend playing for your team who invites all of his guys to his house to come over you know so (laughs) if we got if we got russell and towns on the team maybe it's one of those things where they reach out to their buddy booker and then in a couple years like oh we're gonna be three best friends playing together kind of thing but i don't think it's the end of the world necessarily it just changes you know it's really it's really about the expectations it's just having something that you thought was going to happen taken away from you yeah that's hard um and you know we'll get to a little bit more of sort of you know some of the you know the 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 fallout of uh star hunting and rosas a little bit later maybe in uh worried not worried but um let's let's pivot here and talk about who wolves did get right so they instead of getting russell they signed all these other people instead um russell was a restricted free agent by the way um yeah i think he was restricted but then i think they renounced that yeah yeah yeah, something happened yeah he was going into this free agency you know a restricted free agent but then with the Kyrie and kd stuff happening i think they had to sort of change that with him Another thing this offseason has shown, and we're not going to talk about it too much because it's super nerdy, but knowing the cap really well is an amazing superpower for a team to have. To have people who understand how to manipulate the cap very strategically is low-key one of the most important aspects of team building, and I'm encouraged that I think we have some of those guys on our team now. Yeah, stuff like, um, uh, yeah, I was listening to the Nate Duncan podcast, he was talking about um, unlikely incentives is like the new yeah. way of like how you can make the number look really big for the agent, like Tyus Jones, uh, three years, $28 million. But the guaranteed money on that is probably a little bit lower. You know, and then it's like, but if the team wins 35 games this year, then Which he they gets, won't. Right, it's <laughs> yeah. like unlikely. But you add those in because it makes the number look great, and, and but you can still then save a little bit of money and sign yeah. other guys. I was reading some uh, of Kyrie and Kevin Durant. So yeah, incentives, incentives you know, doing stuff like that is, is definitely a way. It's like the little mini loopholes that are in there. Right. <laughs> 
But yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. that's what the was it the Rockets who did that with Jeremy Lin, where they and Omar Ashik, I think, where they did the yep. poison pill contracts, oh, yeah. where it was like huge year one spike, <laughs> and then pill. the next two years it was really low salaries, but it was like you can't take this one year spike, so that's how we're gonna get him away. Okay, so we don't have time to talk about each of these guys one by one. So I'm going to rattle off the list, and then we can kind of just like talk about it in mass here um, as far as the guys the Wolves got. Um, Shabazz, uh, Shabazz Napier and Travion Graham come over in the sign-and-trade that kind of happened actually with <laughs> the Wolves got in on the <laughs> D'Angelo Russell deal by picking up some assets. So that's, yeah, that's I was, nice. I'm working on a trivia game about some of these guys okay. that we're going to play later nice. in this episode. I was going to say, which of these players have been traded for Kevin Durant? Because <laughs> that makes them sound super <laughs> so, important, so right? Cool. Yeah. I've been traded for KD. Yes. And then as far as outright signings, Jordan Bell, Noah Vonley, Jake Lehman, Tyrone Wallace. Am I missing anyone? I don't know. <laughs> well, there's a few un, uh, undrafted free agents that yes. we signed to some. Yes, Nas Reed, yeah. um, who's in the who's making waves the summer league team right now. I think he got signed to a two way deal, so he'll be in Iowa. Um, there's another one year. too. I think that we're missing out on. I was yeah. trying to look him up on my phone while you were talking. But so. yeah, I'm looking at our cap sheet, and those are the, those are the guys. So yes, so those are kind of the additions. Um, I think um, the player who got the most money over the most years is Jake Lehman, three year deal like twelve million or something like that. Um, and then you know, I think uh, I think they tried to sign Vonley to a two to three year deal. Oh, yeah, and he right. just wanted a one year deal. Yeah, the bet on myself was, deal. Yep, bet on myself. So he's going to get back out into free agency. Jordan Bell also, I think, one year deal. Yep, um, he's probably the biggest. name name of all these guys uh, due to his time with the Warriors and um, you know just playing the finals and stuff like that and you know he's kind of a young guy so um, so yeah so 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 I don't know Jordan Bell and Noah Vonley um, bigs right front court players kind of hard to know um, if it's more of a, if they're more fours or fives I guess Bell is more of a five maybe yeah. Vonley more of a four I don't know but what again, do positions Gorg, even mean? Gorg, it's all who you can defend. Or you can go either way. So you kind of have between those four guys. So you have Towns, Gorgie, Jordan Bell, Noah Vonley. To me, like those are those are kind of like your bigs, right? That's your big right. unit right there. Um, and, then, and then you know they've been saying they want to play Covington at the four yeah. this season. I'm sure we'll yep. see some of that, and I think maybe even. We'll see. You know, it's tough to do anything as a rookie, but I think Culver could eventually get some four minutes and yep. small ball lineups and going forward. I think that's probably some of the plan. And then Jake Lehman, kind of a three, um, you know, kind of uh, more of a wing guy. Um, and yeah, so, so so you have him. To, yeah, with, with Culver in there um, and Jalen uh, Noel. Um, Probably as, as the new wings. And then Tyrone Wallace. And uh, as we met, or yeah, Travion Graham, I think, is more of a wing, too. Um, and then Shabazz Napier, Tyrone Wallace, point guards. Um, so, yeah, backup point guards there. Probably uh, Shabazz Napier, probably be the backup point guard this right. season. Um, Tyrone being more of that. Uh, God, I'm blanking on Jared. Jared Culver? What do you mean? No, the guy we got, uh, uh, Bayless. Oh, yeah, Jared yeah. Bayless. Yeah, he'll be yeah. like the Bayless on this team. Exactly. There we go. Oh, man, yeah. that was just blanking yeah, hard Break in case of emergency. This is yeah. a Saturday afternoon pod we're recording. <laughs> My brain works best like after 5 p.m. in the day, so yeah. I'm mostly, uh, you know, I'm struggling. It's a coffee podcast instead of a beer podcast. Um, but yeah, I don't know, Scott, who's interesting out of those guys to you? Who, who sticks out the most? Uh, the one I'm most excited about is Jordan Bell. I just think that his defense next to Cat could be really special. Uh, I think they're both pretty athletic guys. And I, I've liked what Jordan Bell's been able to do rim protection-wise. So I think that having those two on the floor. And also, like... He's no cat, but I think Bell also has a little bit of a shot. Um, so I think that watching those two play together is potentially the most intriguing of all these guys for me. How yeah, about you? Yeah, totally. Um, for me, it's Napier. I think he is someone who's going to surprise us. I think he's someone that's bounced around the league a lot. And, um, you know, obviously with what happened with Tyus Jones, as we'll um, talk about here next, um, you know, that's a position of need suddenly. And I think the addition of Napier helped them. Um, pass on Jones, so I think like he's going to step into that role, and I think you know he can be eighty percent as good as, as Tyus was last year, or something like that. So and I I'm think excited that for him. it's going to Teague is going to have a very important role this season because Jeff Teague is going to be able to be in that locker room and take Napier aside and be like, "Hey, I know what it's like to replace a beloved point guard for this franchise. It's hard times out here. It's tough. Everyone <laughs> loves Ricky and I had to come in and be the next guy after Ricky, and that's not that's not a fun place to be in. And now now Napier has to be the guy after Tyus. Yeah, you got to prep him for the upcoming Tyus Jones questions. Right, right? exactly. He's going to get hit so. with that media day. is coming up quick. It's not you they don't like. It's just that they, <laughs> they don't like that you're not Tyus is the problem. So I think that'll be a valuable insight from our veteran point guard. Yeah. Um, anything else on these guys before we transition here? Uh, we'll talk about them a little more at the game. All so right. remember the names. He's on fire! All right, the aforementioned Tyus Jones. 
is no longer a Minnesota Timberwolf, you guys. Yes, this is uh, this is where it gets sad. This is where we play the Sarah McLaughlin. This is where we get into our, yeah, Arms of an Angel or I Will Remember You, you know. Um, I think that's both Sarah McLaughlin songs right there. So, yeah, she do the drops. team anyway. We all know that. Yeah, that lots of, most of the Tyus drops, you know, are Jimmy Butler based. <laughs> Those guys are friends. I have a, a lot of confidence in Tyus. Also Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Tyus, is, I mean, he's stones for a reason. Uh, we never even got the Obama drop of him saying Tyus Jones. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I think actually those are our, those are our Tyus ones there. So you know, I like Stones. Yeah, Stones is such a good nickname. You know, Tyus Stones. But you know, then all right here, big shot Tyus, big shot Tyus, big shot Tyus. I'm gonna miss uh yeah Jim Pete. You know his affinity for for Tyus Jones. You know that's he knew he knew. Yeah, I mean, we can hang our hat on hoping that we can draft Trey Jones next year. You know? yeah, he went back into Duke. And, went back to Duke. Yeah, get him in a year. You know, get some draft picks. We'll get we'll make it happen. But yeah, Tyus Jones signs a three-year, twenty-eight million dollar deal with Memphis, and the Wolves take all their sweet time and then choose not to match on that deal. Just a little too rich for them. That was about the borderline. You know, I was hoping for about five. Uh, John Krasinski at the Athletic reported they offered him about that deal. I think over four years. Something like four years, twenty or something like that, um, or a little bit, maybe a little bit less. But uh, hey, he got that deal, and it's hard for him to and walk. It's not twenty to take it. Like yeah. we said earlier, yeah, the incentives he'll yeah. never hit. It's probably three yeah, years, twenty four, like seven years. You know, but still, that's not a that's that's not a negligible amount of money for someone of Tyus's stature and skill set. Um, he, you know, he's got the basketball IQ for to play in this league, but who knows if his body will ever let him be more than a backup point guard. So you got to get your money. It's not like a Kawhi Leonard thing where he can turn down 50 or $60 million from San Antonio and the Raptors to be like, let me just go sign as a free agent in, uh, in LA, you know? Yeah, he's got money revenue streams. Yeah. Tyus doesn't have a shoe deal. So yeah. it's, it's something where I don't blame him one bit. I also think there's maybe a bit of a respect issue. Tyus tried to negotiate with the Wolves and then had to go seek out the Grizzlies. It sounded like his team really wanted to get something done here and then felt like they had to go somewhere else. And so um, I just think that's one of the casualties of a new front office. They don't have any loyalty to the former regimes or the two former regimes in this case, (laughs) their draft picks. And especially, you know, I mean, Flip knew the importance and the love that Tyus would get being one of our very own. And obviously, Rosa has no idea how incestuous the state likes to treat its own. <laughs> he doesn't uh, know yet. He, he doesn't know yet. Out. He will learn. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if he comes after Ryan Saunders, he will learn. Look out. Uh, but, you know, it, it's sad. I hope Tyus, you know, I hope he has a great season in Memphis. And I just hope he doesn't get buried behind John Morant, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, obviously Jaws is their, you know, is their future of that team. And so, you know, I think, but I think he will be valued as to play alongside with. And also, you know, we think of Tyus as a young guy, but mentor, you know, yeah. mentor Tyus Jones, his fifth year, I think, in the season coming or in the league coming up here. So, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. The basketball IQ, he gets everyone yeah. to where they're supposed to go on the court and he makes the passes and he runs the offense. Yeah, he knows and, the league. He knows all the players, even though he's like 23 or whatever. Like, And I thought know. the Grizzlies had, man, maybe the best draft of anyone. And them are yeah. hot. And not only did they get, um, obviously, John Morant, but then they got a big at like eight or something in the draft that was really the pair with Jared Jackson. Oh, yeah. Junior. JJJ. Triple J's. <laughs> and I just think that they have such a great ta- collection of young talent. What you want to do, we've seen here. When you have a bunch of young talent but no point guard to get them in the right spot on the court and no point guard to put the ball in their hands and make it easy for them, it, the development cycle gets really long and slow and, and harmful for young talent. So I know Tyus will be doing the right things yeah i think it's a good situation for him um going to memphis and for the wolves i think you you nailed it with the fact that rosas really didn't have any uh, you know attachment to this player and as we mentioned with napier he had already had a backup point guard who i think can be essentially what tyus gave the team last year um you know on the court so you know it's hard to match such a big number it, it's it wasn't an outlandish number but for the wolves and where they are with their cap situation they can't they don't they can't really afford to overpay for backup point guards like this like toronto can overpay for backup point guard fred, fred van fleet and stuff like if you're a title contender yeah you need one of the best backup point guards in the league uh, to come in and so you have back you have great point guard play for 48 minutes a night but for the where the wolves are and trying to still add stars next to towns and stuff all those all that money 
is very valuable, and they just can't overpay ties. And also, this is something that happens with smart teams. Is you know, it's it's not fun. It happens more in baseball when they have to make unsentimental ideas by like, yeah, let's not resign Albert Pujols because we got someone in the minor leagues who'll do. And this is the same thing. Maybe Shabazz can do ninety percent of what Tyus does for ten percent of Tyus's price. Yeah, and so maybe he's not quite as good as Tyus, but he'll give you almost all of that for way less. And you're just gonna have to accept, you know, in this league that. It's not it, there's one even with stars nowadays. There, there's no longer a guy staying with his team for ten years, so it just doesn't happen. But yep. especially if you're going to build around the you know putting stars and scrubs kind of model where you're you're keeping all your stars locked up to big deals, that means you have to look for bargains on the margins. And so there's just uh, these are the kind of ruthless moves that smart offices often have to do. Yeah, smart and unfortunately, offices, smart front offices. That's there. right. And unfortunately, this one has uh, you know comes at the. Uh, the hands of you know, or at the expense of a native Minnesotan. Well, that's just how it goes. You know yep. what I mean? Like if somebody else wouldn't be so emotional. But farewell, Tyus Jones. Uh, it was good, good little run here. It's good to have him. But uh, you know, I'll be happy to not have a player that uh, Minnesota <laughs> Minnesotans overrate so much too. Like you know, he's a little overrated. There always locally. has to be one. We'll just find someone else. <laughs> We're just gonna find someone else. You know? That's right. Okay, it's be Mitch Creek. Those were our summer deals. We got a lot more show here, but uh, first it's time for sponsor. We have a sponsor, and um, you know it's the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, this time around. The Minnesota Timberwolves have made some serious moves this offseason. Maybe you've noticed some new names and new faces around the team. Well, the Wolves would like to help introduce the latest roster additions by inviting you to some uh, events right here in the Twin Cities. Yes, it's time for the Timberwolves Summer of Fun. Here are just a few examples of the possible excursions you can experience with our new players. That's right. Act now, and it's still time in the summer for you to experience the joy of paddle boating on Lake Harriet with Jordan Bell. Coming all the way from the Bay Area, Jordan knows a thing or two about being on the water, and you know he has the goggles already. We saw him in the Warriors Championship Parade wearing those. Enjoy conversation and a peaceful metropolitan lake with the bouncy big man. St. Paul Historical Walking Tour with Jared Culver also available for you Wolves fans. He's never been to St. Paul, and let's face it, neither of you. From the Capitol to Lower Town to Cathedral Hill, you'll see it all. Learn about the fascinating history of our state's capital with this year's number six overall draft pick. You want something a little bit tastier? Why not try out the Minnesota State Fair Food Marathon with Jake Lehman? Nothing exemplifies the Midwest quite like the tastes, sights, and smells of the great Minnesota get-together. You'll eat cheese curds, pet a llama, and maybe even enjoy some midway rides with newly signed swing man Jake Lehman. Sounds like fun? You betcha. So get in on these now. Lots of fun times with uh, the newest Timberwolf players. You know, this is the best way to learn about them. Go hang out with them. You can do that all, all that and more. It's the Timberwolf Summer of Fun. Thank you to the Timberwolf Summer of Fun for their support of Wolfcast. And right now it's time for Worried, Not Worried. I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm really, really worried. I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm freaking out here. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I mean, why, why would I be worried? I'm not worried. I'm not worried. You're not worried, are you? Okay, usually this segment is uh, something we do early on in the, in the season. When, uh, maybe I feel like I should stop taking right. my anxiety meds on days when we play this game. Because I'm always <laughs> just like, man, it's okay. I'm not worried, yeah. I'm not worried. Yeah, no, it depends on... Uh, fine. Yeah, it depends on your, uh, yeah, your levels inside yeah, your body. how you're feeling at the day. Yeah. <laughs> I get a little more worried. I'll be on here being like, yeah, I'm worried. But uh, worried or extremely worried. <laughs> this uh, this off season, um, you know, maybe hasn't gone quite to plan uh, for Rosas. No, not to or, plan A. Yes, for Rosas or Wolves fans. So the off season to plan B's. We're a little worried, or maybe we're not. So let's get into it here. We got three topics for worried, not worried. Scott, are you worried or not worried about the team missing the playoffs this season? You know, Neil, I am mildly worried. Is that not one of the two options? Should I just pick a side? You can. There are shades of gray in this game. You know what I mean? I mean, not in the title, but you can. You can go ahead and do that. We. We've I'm going to say worry. Here yeah. we go. I'm going to worry. I'll tell you why. Okay, okay. You know, personally, I'm okay with us missing the playoffs because sure. I'm I'm in for the long haul. Uh huh. 
I know there's Wolves fans out there. And maybe on different ages, I felt differently, you know, but where I'm at in my life right now, I'm ready to be here for this team for the long haul. So I know that if we're doing stuff that's going to make us more successful in the long run, I'm willing to miss the playoffs. It's an extraordinary situation. We say this every year with the Western Conference, but right now there are seven playoff locks, and that's maybe eight if you really like the Spurs. But you got to think Lakers, Clippers, Rockets, Warriors, Blazers, Nuggets, Jazz are seven locks. And so then you get the Spurs, the Thunder, probably not the Thunder these days, but who knows, the Pelicans if you want, the Canes, uh, and the Wolves maybe fighting for that eighth spot. So I'm just going to assume we're not making they're the playoffs. A bu- they're a bubble team. Yeah, and uh, I would say a, a bubble on the bubble. You know, Sometimes two bubbles run into each other. We're a bubble on the bubble. bubble. And so it, it does not looking good for us this season. So I'm kind of already gearing myself up. But the reason I'm worried about it is that we're seeing that teams are making plans many years in advance. We saw Paul George get moved with three years left on his deal. So typically it's one of those things where we have towns locked up for five years which means we definitely have him for four years because if we if he wants to be traded we'll probably trade him the offseason before you know his final contract that's when we get that value that's a Kevin Love kind of deal that we did you know and so we're like four years that's a that's a good window in which to work we can cook but if Towns wants out now it seems like maybe we only have him for three years and here's the thing Neil Olympics next year that's when all these teams plan you know that's when when everyone plans everyone learns like everyone's saying like Kyrie, deandre jordan kevin durant they made these plans at the last olympics yeah lebron wade and bosh yep and so they're in athens with the olympics coming up in 2020 i am getting just a little bit worried if a bad playoffless lottery bound season would make towns be at the olympics being like hey guys who wants to form a super team yeah, okay, worried, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, good points there. I think uh, th- worrying about Towns is is legit. You know, that is the most important thing. Um, I'm going to say not worried about missing the playoffs this year. I think Towns understands all these things. I think, um, like we're saying, we kind of get it. That's like this year we're kind of really far out of it, and, you know, that's going to be okay. Our best years are ahead of us. Hopefully they can add some stars around Towns, towns eventually. So, I'm not worried because I am choosing to believe that Towns and everybody else is sort of understands the pecking order right now and how this summer went and how it set up the West to be this crazy gauntlet again. But it is a little tough to have Towns taste the taste uh, you know the, the the playoffs and then to miss it potentially two years in a row. Thank God we made the Feels playoffs like, that season. Ooh. I know everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. "Oh, we just sold out for one season, Jimmy." <laughs> Could you imagine if we we're like year seventeen now yeah. in the playoffs Ooh. and looking like we're going to take another like two, three year yeah. rebuild? Yeah, the Kings make the playoffs this year. I'm, I'm <laughs> so glad. I am so glad we got that, that, one. We got that one in there. Shout out to Jimmy Butler. Yeah, <laughs> help, help. sure we still got it. My swag is crazy on this. Oh uh, yeah, we got it. Okay. My swag is crazy right now. Oh. Yeah, we got to get rid of Butler and Tyus at the same time here. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I'm not too worried about it. I'm also not too worried about it. Just in a bigger sense of like it's going to be okay. Uh, I mean, but I think the, I think the team is moving in the right direction. I'm still in on Rosas. Obviously, I think good things are coming. So yeah, it doesn't seem like the Wolves will be a playoff team right now, but uh, that's okay. So I'm going to go. Not worried. Um, All right. Well, let's yeah. have you go first on this okay. next one, Neil. Okay. okay. Are you worried or not worried about the point guard situation going forward? This season, we have Jeff Teague, Shabazz, and Tyrone Wallace. That seems like a pretty formidable three, at least passable. But going forward after that, things look a little bare. Yeah, I think all three of them are up after the season, right? I think they're all on one-year deal right now. So, uh, yeah, I don't know how you can be not worried about this. This is a worrying aspect of this is the most... Probably one of the most worrying aspects of not matching on Tyus Jones is the fact that now you have nobody for 2020, and um, I don't think you should look at the 2020 free agency list. It's not pretty. Uh, and uh, yeah, so the Wolves, you know, they will need a point guard after the season, and um, I am worried about it because I don't know who the players are, who this could potentially be. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe there's a guy out there who's going to become available um, that we don't know about yet. That's kind of what I'm banking on at this point. I kind of think that's maybe what the front office is banking on too um not that there's gonna be some amazing player available but that someone will make sense for the team and someone will want to play here and will be a good fit around towns because i think that really needs to be the next star around towns that's where russell kind of made sense too is positionally that made a lot of sense to put towns and, and russell together outside inside type of thing so i do hope the wolves you know they need the point guard of the future they need the point guard of the next great minnesota timberwolves team but I don't know who that is. <laughs> so I am uh, put me down uh, for worried about this one uh, because after this year, 
Cover is barren. <laughs> Who do you? What, what do you got, Scott? Worried? Not worried? I'm not worried about this, Neil. Oh, not, not tell one me bit. why. Tell not me how. Tell me how. Because here's the thing: we don't need a point guard. We need someone who can run the offense. Mm. You know, that's what I was saying with the Lakers being like, oh, no, the Lakers didn't get a point guard. They have LeBron, okay? Everyone knows he's point forward. He can play all that he wants. Ben Simmons is a point guard, Neil. I'm saying, like, one, you don't even necessarily need a guard. We we don't have a guy on our roster who can facilitate that right now. But just because we don't have him now doesn't mean we can't go out there and find one. You mean for next year? For next year. Yeah. I'm not not this season, but this, all the seasons coming 2020 mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. in advance. And I also think that you know, I think point guards. There are so many good point guards in the league that I think there are like 40 starting point guards. You know, like people who are talented enough to be starting point guards in this league. Yeah, I mean, Tyus, you know, he could start for the Timberwolves. He could have started for the Timberwolves, but the thing there is like, do you want one of like the five worst? starting point guards right. on your team, right? Like, how high are we shooting here? Is I just think there the are so many point guards in this league. We'll be able to figure something out. We're not going to get to a point where it's just like, oh, there's no way to get acquire any point guards in this league. You know, there's always trades. There's- well, we will get a point guard, but I, I'm worried that that player will not be good. You know what I mean? Like, I'm worried that, like, the team's, like, ceiling will sort of be capped by this fact that they don't have one of the best 20 point guards in the league on their team. That's the worry. I don't, I just, I don't, I think it's overblown. Uh, all we need is a guy who can get the ball into Cat's hands. And that's my biggest worry, I guess, is if we get a point guard like Jeff Teague who can't make entry passes. Because that's the only thing. That's the <laughs> yeah. only thing that's hurting us is sure. is that we have the best offensive weapon in our team, but he can't, he can't facilitate the offense. He can't dribble it up the court. And so he needs someone to put the ball in his hands. And that's what's so frustrating. Everyone's talking about Towns' usage rate these past few years. And it's entirely because Teague can't get the ball to him. So as long as we can get a point guard who can get the ball into Towns' hands, I'm fine. I don't need him to be you know, scoring, you know, scoring 20 points a game or anything like that. Post-entry passes are important. So important. Next one here. Scott, worried or not worried about... Gerson Rosas's star hunting campaign here in Minnesota. They missed on D'Angelo Russell going for stars. He's got that Houston upbringing. Uh, worried, not worried about the, the the sort of plan here for Rosas in Minnesota. Going for stars. Yeah, I am worried because this is a guy who comes from the Rockets, and the Rockets are always able to retool stars. Every year we're like, man, they're capped out. There's no way they're going to be able to refresh this Dwight Howard, James Harden team. And all of a sudden, they flipped it and got you know so close. Then they were number one seed in the in the West, and they were always flaming out in the playoffs against the Warriors. And they got Chris Paul. And then it was like, <laughs> man, but now they're stuck with Chris Paul. And now they have Russell Westbrook. And so it just seems like Daryl Morey always finds a way to make these trades to bring in stars. He doesn't need his draft picks because he can always just find more stars to replace the stars that are leaving or what have you. Um, but that's a nice situation. It's a, yeah, it, <laughs> it's, got it made. it's great when it works. But yeah. Houston is in a state with no state income tax. It's mm. the third largest city in the United States. And whereas I can't take the heat, I hear NBA players tend to like the heat more than the cold. Mm. And so I'm just worried that he has this blueprint that is a wonderful blueprint, but that doesn't work in Minnesota because you got guys, we got guys coming in from Brooklyn, another huge giant city. If Brooklyn was its own city, it would be like the fourth biggest in the U.S. That's a fun geography fact for everyone right there. But it's part of New York City, so, you know, you get it. Anyways, though, I'm just saying, he's got a blueprint about building around stars, trading for stars, acquiring stars. I like that he's trying to get stars. But it just doesn't work the same way in Minnesota. D'Angelo Russell had a choice. He could have picked to come to Minnesota. He could have gone to Golden State. He picked Golden State. And I don't blame him. I get it. Championship team. Get to play with some awesome guys. Get to play in San Francisco with a bunch of... Actually, I hate that aspect of it. San Francisco sucks. It's just... The worst people there nowadays. But all I'm trying to say is I'm worried that he's not going to be successful with this game plan here in Minnesota. Yeah, it's certainly, uh, you know, something we haven't really seen here in Minnesota. It's never really worked here before. Um, So, yeah, put me down for also worried on this one. I'll agree with you. I think, um, you know, I think we're on the same page as we kind of we like the ambition but we're worried if it, the execution can be there, right? Like, I think it's the way you kind of have to go. I, I guess you could come in here and be like, we're going to go for the Portland Trailblazers, win 50 games, but never really be a serious contender route, you know? But it seems like he's going for a little bit bigger than that. Um, so, you know, I like that idea. I like the idea of shooting, because that's how you win in this league. I mean, the, the star players, the very best 20 players in the league, they run the league, and the, if you if you get two or three of them, you be one of the best teams in the league. Like that's how 
the easiest road to being great is by getting the best players. Simple as that. And since we can't get those, it feels like, and I hate to interrupt your worry, no, not worried, no. but I'm just saying that like if you can't get the you know top 20, then you hope to get someone like D'Angelo Russell, who's maybe right. top 30, and, of that. and yeah. then could grow into a yeah. top 20 player in the next couple of years. But And what I'm going to say here, too, is what makes me a little bit not worried is I think there are multiple kind of ways to finesse it. So multiple ways to bring in the stars. You know, sure, you maybe not get a guy to sign on the dotted line, uh, like maybe we have with D'Angelo Russell, um, you know, but maybe there are trades that can happen. Maybe there are dif- different routes, um, you know, primarily just trades <laughs> to, to bring in people who maybe didn't think that this would be their desired destination. But the idea is you get them here, you show them that it's this great franchise. Hopefully, I mean, I'm not saying they currently are, but Rosa, this is the Rosas, right? Speaking is you get them in the building, you show them the, the facilities, you show them, you know, towns and, and Ryan Saunders and how connected everybody is. Like, that is how this is going to work ideally for the Wolves is that they can just get someone in and then show them what they're, you know, maybe not seeing. So, uh, yeah, so far it hasn't worked, right? They tried for Russell, you know, and, you know, we'll see what comes next. But I think there will be someone down the line coming through that door being a star, you know, hopefully Bradley Beal or whoever the next disgruntled star is that's on the trade block and maybe they can make a deal for him. But I'm worried about, yeah, just the idea of like this Houston stuff is going to work here too. It's not applicable in that way in, in a lot of ways. Um, so yeah, all right, that's worried, not worried. Let us know what you think. Um, please send us a message. Let us know if you're worried or not worried about any of these things. And another thing I wanted to say actually about sponsors is you should know that we accept submissions for sponsors. We've had um, a few nice people that's se- right. send in um, some full sponsor reads, like where they record themselves, like doing the whole sponsor. Really we'll take well that. Done. We'll take that. That's really well done. Or we'll also just take ideas for what um, you know businesses or um, brands you want to see us uh, work with as sponsors. Please send those in to us on Twitter at Wolvescast or um, on our website. You can send in an email as well. Check us out there. Um, okay, next up, Weekly Wolfies. Now presenting your Weekly Wolfie. Award time. Yes, indeed. It's been a little while, but uh, we've been thinking about what we want to award some Wolfies to. I'll get us started off here. It's a podcast that just came out the other day. Um, you know, Gerson Rosas, as we've talked about a lot here. Um he has been making the rounds in the media now that he can finally talk about Jared Culver. I feel like all this stuff has like been pent up since like this stuff would have happened right after the draft, but instead they can't announce him until July 6th or something like that. So now he's doing all the podcasts. I saw the other day on the Timberwolves social media feed, they officially signed Jordan Bell. Uh-huh. And so they had <laughs> like some weeks ago. They, yeah, they had photos of uh, like the players at Summer League uh. and that had been cropped so that Jordan Bell had been cropped <laughs> out. And then they, they posted a full photo and they're like, now we can uncrop it or something so like that. So crazy, yeah. The social media team is pulling their hair out because they have all these rules about who they can and can't show right. in photos. Crazy. But yeah, Gerson Rosas doing lots of interviews. Apparently, Zach Lowe podcast coming out um, upcoming here on Monday. But you should listen to the full 48 with Howard Beck. What up, Beck? Um, and Gerson Rosas, about 45 minutes long. Garrison just comes off really well. I mean, I've enjoyed all the interviews he's done since um, he's been hired here. So well-spoken, so calm, very collected, very um, thoughtful, and, uh, you know, just kind of lays out the plans for, you know, how everything's gone and how he sees things going. You know, talking a lot about the stuff we're talking about here as far as, you know, how do you bring what what worked in Houston to Minnesota and different stuff like that. So, uh, Full 48, Howard Beck, uh, link will be in the show notes. Check it out. Garrison Rosas. Awesome. Well, Neil, I changed my Wolfie. Oh, Audible. Last, last, last audible. second Audible. Um, for two reasons. One, I was going to give my Wolfie to the Timberwolves season ticket reps. We ended up referencing them in the cold open, so it might be a little redundant. Like you've done that before. But man, <laughs> their job doesn't get easier, Neil. It's just no. been getting harder and harder and harder. Oh, yeah. It's a very hard time. Yeah, they were really... They. You think they were upset? You think we were upset about knocking Russell? Think about the people who had to sell the tickets. Yeah, and like last year, we were like, man, this is so tough for them. We have this team that hates each other, and they have to call people up and be like, yeah, no, Jimmy totally loves the team. You should buy season tickets. And this year, it's even worse. Now they now, love each other, but it doesn't matter. And now they have a bunch of guys that nobody's ever heard of before, you know? 
be like, hey, remember when Shabazz won the, you know, uh, NCAA championship? Yeah, I wonder what the yeah, I wonder how the pitching is gonna go. Yeah, it's just gonna it's be the, just it's gonna the be the same old job. like you know, watch the you know, eyes on the rise, like watch them fly, like watch them grow. Like, yeah, so be nice be when they call you up. Thing. When yeah, they call you on nice, the phone, so. be nice because it's a tough job. But instead, uh we ended up not talking about Russell Westbrook in this podcast. So I'm just gonna refer people to the ringer. Um they usually don't write very good things about the Timberwolves. They're really bad, uh, in terms of covering Midwestern teams, I feel like, just in general. But Uh, They had a good article about trading Russell Westbrook to the Timberwolves as an idea so wild. It just might work by Haley O'Shaughnessy. I think she brings up a lot of good points about just like us not being able to acquire free agents through traditional means. And whereas this might not Westbrook and Towns might not ever be anything that would be a real threat in the Western Conference. It'd be super fun and would probably put us in the playoffs for the next few years and just keep us in the conversation. And so that that ended up not working. But if you wonder what I was thinking about the Westbrook stuff, uh, a lot of my feelings are kind of echoed. And it's I read that too. It's still a good piece about sort of philosophy, right? It's right. the philosophy of what the wolves could potentially be doing and who they pair with, with towns. And yeah, so even though that ship sailed Russell off to, um, uh, off to Houston, you know, that is still those ideas. And still I think are, are evergreen and, and are going to be, cause again, I think we're going to be confronted with these ideas over the next 12 months of like, do you trade for this player? So-and-so is now available. So-and-so is disgruntled. They want out. Should the wolves trade for him? Like, the this is going to keep coming up, and so this piece kind of like kind of sets the scene for what the wolves should be doing. So yeah, you'll find that piece as well in the show notes um, for this episode. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Well, we like to finish every game with a game. Every day with a game. Every episode with a game. Yeah. The sport of basketball is a game. Keep it fun. And we like games. Oh, we yeah. like fun. And we like learning. Uh, there's a lot of great reasons. Um, let's go and learn about some of our new guys. Let's we got do some it. trivia let's here. Let's do it. What we got? Um, all right, Neil. So uh, we have six new guys that we mentioned. Noah wow. Bonley, Shabazz. Uh, I'm Shabazz. I'm going to struggle with that. We're going to be, be the while. only fan base to struggle with that because everyone's saying Shabazz. <laughs> and then we're still got the Shabazz to yeah. get out of our system. Uh-huh. Shabazz Napier, Trevion Graham, Jake Layman, Jordan Bell, and Tyrone Wallace. What about Bonley? Is he getting this? He's the first one I met. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Before I went on my tangent. Okay, okay. All right, so my first question, Neil, is of those six players, who has played the most games and minutes in the NBA? Ooh, games and minutes, so it's the same. The same thing, games yeah. and minutes. Um, all of those players, I am, yeah. Um, He's on fire! Woo, not yet. I, I will be, though. I very well soon, I, I will definitely be. Okay, I'm going to guess Noah Vonley. Yeah. 299 games, 5,295 minutes. He's been on like five teams in six years. Like, and he was like one of the top five yeah. minutes getters for the Knicks last year yeah, in terms crazy. of the like top five in minutes played. Yeah. Lottery um, picks. So, you know, lots of sort of like hype around him, lots of sort of like hope. You know, it's like teams who either drafted him or traded for him are like, we got to give this guy minutes. Yep. There's uh, Noah, small drop off to Shabazz. 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 You know, yeah. you got it right the Baz, first time. Baz. Bazzy. Yeah. Uh, he he's played ten less games in about eight thousand less minutes. Ooh, so it's close. And no, then, no, eight thousand minutes. Wow. Yeah, eight thousand. Ten min- less games. Ten less games in like eight thousand minutes less. So, six thousand minutes less. But still, wow. yeah. There's some weird stuff down the list of like about that too. Like Jordan Bell and Trevion Graham have played the same amount of games, but Bell's ended up playing four hundred less minutes somehow. Weird. Yeah. But uh, there's a huge drop off between Napier and the other four. Okay. All right, next question, Neil. Uh, I'm guessing you know who was drafted the highest of all these players. So instead, let me ask you, of these... It's Noah Bonley. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, my question is, which of these six players is the only one to have gone undrafted? Oh, don't, tell me the names again. We've got Vonley, Napier, Graham, Lehman, Bell, and Wallace. Ooh, it's probably Graham or Wallace. Let me get Graham. Let me say Travion Graham. Oh, From? From no idea. VCU. Oh, Virginia Commonwealth University. Ah. Wallace was Mr. Irrelevant, the 60th and final pick of his draft class. What's that? There's a nickname. Uh, you made up? It, no, it's from the NFL draft. The final pick in the NFL oh. draft is known as Mr. Irrelevant because they have hundreds of picks. Sure. And most notably, Tom Brady was that person. Sure. And, but uh, some people still use it, including Wallace. I went to his, or his oh. Twitter, and in his info, he, he has Mr. Irrelevant okay, listed. So that, that term means something to him. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, let's go with some social media presence, Neil. Nice, nice. Of uh, let's see, with all of these players, oh, there's uh, 
vastly different than Zekadoo. Let's go with this one. Which player has an Instagram account for his dogs, Prince and Koba? Oh, wait, one account for two dogs? Yep, two, two Prince, dogs, one account. At Prince and Koba. Prince and Koba. Um, you know, I'm going to say making an Instagram account for your dog, uh, which I am guilty of, is a very white person thing to do. I'm going to say Jake Lehman. Oh, no. It is Jordan Bell. Oh, Jordan Bell with the hounds. I Who love it. it. Is, also a dog lover. That's right. And one uh, husky who's going to be happy here up in the snow uh, and a pit bull. Uh, and so one has the name Prince. And that's the pit bull. And then Koba has the husky. So perfect. they're ready Prince. for Minnesota. Yeah, for sure. that's amazing. His Instagram story right now is Prince wearing a, a, a coat. And it says, is the jacket going to be warm enough for Minnesota? So it's Pr- Prince and Koba is the name of the um, account? Yep. Cool. That's we'll correct. have that in show notes for you. And it shouldn't be a surprise uh, that Jordan Bell has that social media savvy. He has by far the most followers of everybody on the team. Wait, of just the new guys or of everybody? Not everybody on the Wolves. Of all the new guys. New guys, I'm sure Cat probably has more followers. Yeah, yeah, All right, Neil, uh, let's do... I've got so many questions here. Let's do two more. Okay. Uh, Which of the six players I mentioned has a paternal grandfather who is the paramount chief of the Doe clan in Nimba County, Liberia? From 1920 until 1947. What's the Doe Clan? I don't know. <laughs> well, what does that mean? That's I have like no a, idea. It's like a family, like it's like a family, like thing. I don't know. Okay, so I'm which it now. I which it up. Uh, player? You say their grandfather is this? Yeah, paternal grandfather. Paternal grandfather. Uh, and where is this located? Liberia. Liberia. I believe it's in Africa. That's correct. Wow. Um, hmm. I will just randomly guess Napier. There's no way I'm gonna be able to know this. Based on any Noah other Noah yeah, I should have read me. you that question. There's That's no way you're gonna one. know that. Well, I wasn't gonna know the dog one either, but okay. Uh, <laughs> That's good. the fun in some of these. It's just like random trivia that you, you know, there's no way you can know. Alright, one more. What's the last one? Uh, let's go with, uh. I could do one you'd easily know, or I could do one that. One that's, that's the most funny. interesting one, yeah. Uh, which of the six players' most recent tweet was prayers for at Jesse Smollett? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That's his most recent tweet? Yep, it's from January. Uh, Travion Graham. Ah. Nice. Sometimes you guess right. Here's some uh, other fun facts real quick before we uh, finish up. Noah Vonley only has three tweets. And none of them are listed. Okay. I think he just recently deleted his stuff because it says there are no tweets here, but he has 28,000 followers despite just three tweets. And he links to an Instagram in his info that no longer exists. So I think he just maybe has scrubbed social media recently. Wiped off the grid. Um, there, Wallace and uh, Trevion have less than 5,000 followers each. They're really slow. Wow. Um, let's see. Uh, Shabazz has won two double NCAA, NCAA championships with yeah. UConn and was also the tournament's most outstanding player, so he is obviously a natural Jones. replacement yeah. for Tyus. And then, uh, just quickly, the from game, uh, Noah Vonley is from? Uh, hmm, that's probably the one I would know. I'm not sure. Indiana? Yep, that's Ooh. correct. Uh, Shabazz Napier. Uh, Connecticut. That's right. Ding. Uh, we talked about VCU for Trevion. Uh-huh. Jordan Bell, Oregon State. Nope. Uh, Oregon. That's correct. <laughs> Sorry. Oregon State's Beavers. Jake uh, Lehman. He's Ducks. Uh, Jake Lehman also in the Big Ten, uh, but one of the newer teams in the Big Ten. So, ooh. Uh, like, uh, all I know is Rutgers or Nebraska. I don't know who the other new ones are. Uh, after Nebraska, same time as Rutgers is Maryland. Oh, wow. Maryland for yeah, Jake Lehman. Yeah, that's weird. Okay. It doesn't fit in the okay. Big Ten. Good to know. And then Wallace. Tyrone Wallace, no idea. Uh, Cal. Oh, okay. So, there we go. There you go. All those guys. All right, we got new players, new team. It's all going down. Let's all subscribe to Prince and Koba. Let's Prince get into and these Koba. dogs. Let's yep. make sure these dogs have a home yep. here. Prince and Koba will be in the show notes. Check it out there. Tap that, and then you're in. Um, yeah, that'll do it for Wolves Cast. Uh, that's uh, that's the summer. We did the summer show. Uh, the Timberwolves probably are done, right? They're kind of done with – I have a little bit of cap space now that they didn't – 
Uh, I mean, well, somebody has to trade for under, Chris, Chris under Ball. the tax. Someone has to trade for Chris Ball. If the Wolves do that, we'll get back on these mics. Uh, but I sure hope they don't. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I don't think many people want to. Wiggins for Chris Ball. Wiggins for Chris Ball. Um, Wiggins and Gorgie for Chris Ball. Oh, maybe. Work your magic. Get Wiggins and Gorgie for Chris Paul and uh, Stephen Adams. But uh, we will uh, be back if anything big happens like that or uh, when the season starts. Probably, yeah. Well, we do three season previews typically. Yeah. Uh, one of them is our legendary Jeopardy game, which Robert will once again be hosting. Yes. And those are usually late August into September is uh-huh, kind of the uh-huh, time period. Uh-huh. And then we'll do two other season previews that are also different formats from our normal show but entirely uh necessary you can't miss them in the meantime please uh check out links dynasty my uh, links coverage over at canis hoopus that's the home of this podcast as well canis hoopus gotta love them over there great content all summer long anything happens with the wolves with the links there's immediately something up on the site and it's very good better so, twitter account than ours too Ooh, so Just yeah better opinions <laughs> so yeah check out uh, at links dynasty on twitter and uh, yeah watch the links there we're uh, at wolves cast well. on twitter yeah yeah, Neil's wow. been having some spicy opinions on there lately, so I like I'm it. I like it. it. I like it when you get fired up. I'm going for it a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, those are the places to find us uh, this summer. Twins are still playing well, right, Scott? They're That's gonna, right. They're still still in line to make uh, make the World Series, right? Yeah, <laughs> Cleveland caught up a little bit, but we still have a six and a half game win, lead on them right now, and uh, you know, Twins all the way. Just got to hang on. We're after the All Star break now, so hey, we'll, we'll be getting into playoffs soon. That's right. Soon. Keep an eye out at Target Field. You want to go to a game? Hit me up, Scott. Know? Do you have anything else to plug? What else is going on? What else is uh, what else is happening? You got any theme trivia nights happening at all? This no, summer? I'm not even hosting trivia anymore. No more trivias. So, uh, none tw- of y'all came. It's your fault. It's your- I talked about it on the pod, and some of you came, but most of you didn't. So, yeah. So, if you want to see Scott, you have to go to St. Paul. You have to go to the Skyways of St. Paul to see him. Yep. You know, eating food or whatever. <laughs> right, lunch break. That's right. I'm, all, I'm always up in those St. Paul Skyways eating and looking at my phone. So you have to find yeah, me and tap a, me on the shoulder. That's where you can see Scott. All right, that'll do it. What for, about you? You have a concert on Monday, Caboose. Are there still tickets? Uh, we're not playing that show, but we are. So, um, yeah, so we oh. Cuckoo Kangaroo, lots of shows this summer. Um, we're supporting the Aquabats on the East Coast um, in September. But yeah, the Aquabats are playing uh, here locally uh, with Real Big Fish and a nice band called Dog Party. They'll be playing uh, here at the Caboose on Monday. We love those guys, the Aquabats. But, Two of uh, my favorite bands from high school, middle school. The Aquabats haven't played Minneapolis in like eight years or something crazy. So go to that show. It's at the Caboose. Go check them out. And uh, yeah, um, but yeah, come to Cuckoo Show if you got some time. Go check us out at cuckookangaroo.com. All the dates are on there. Um, friend of the show, John Bender, came out and saw us at the Walker recently. That was ah, cool. shouts to John Bender. Um, all right, they'll do it for Wolves Cast. Uh, we'll see you in the fall when the season starts, y'all. Bye. Adrian Payne, excited to be here on Cameo, interacting with my fans. Book me on Cameo.com.